All right, welcome in. Um, this is Coach V. I'm with Jimmy Neutron, and we are talking through the buyers group. So um, this buyers group has Ann Arbor, Shawnee, Montpelier, and St. Paul. So Ann Arbor, we'll start with them. They brought in the 10-5 class, replacing the 139-106 class. But that class was a lot better, or at least, you know, they had Malik Byers in there. Right. And losing him is just always tough. Um, Jacob Allen just looks like a stud. Uh, mm -hmm. Really excited to see him and what he can do for uh, Ann Arbor. Um, 18.2 points a game on 59.6% true shooting. He can pass. He can rebound. He can defend. Um, yeah, he just looks like a really, really solid player. I'm excited to see what he can do on this team. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, any thoughts on their incoming class? Yeah, I mean, I think you hit on it that uh, uh, Jacob Allen is sort of the the prize in this class. Um, they are like somewhat, not somewhat, they're fairly undersized, um, especially as the um, sort of like reigning number one seed um, in 31. And so, you know, you lose a guy like Byers and then bring in a 646266 guy. That's, that's a little tough, but Guillermo Thompson can at least play a back a big role. And that seems like, to be what he's doing. Um, but really, really like Jacob Allen. I wish he could play the two position, but it looks like he probably will next year once Heil graduates. And I'm assuming Brad is uh, recruiting bigs um, mm -hmm. just based on his team makeup. And so, um, yeah, I think, I think Allen's sort of the, the only talking point for the, as far as freshmen are concerned. Um, it, yeah. It's interesting to see sort of like how he's going to do offense. I mean, Bradley, Brad has never really struggled for offense, um, mm -hmm. in this league, it's been like, even a guy like Byers was a poor defender, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, um, it's like, it, he is not going to have issues with defense or with offense, clearly allowing 65% true shooting percentage, um, against Montpelier in the first game, uh, is going to be the issue. You know what I mean? And so it's sort of like, how do you figure that out? Um, being able, it's just like, are you just going to run and gun a lot or you're going to have to, uh, maybe go with a little bit of a different roster makeup. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, playing against Montpelier, it looks like, I mean, neither, I mean, both had decent games, but, you know, Ashton Lindley followed out uh, Jacob Allen with only 23 minutes, and <laughs> Reynaldo Reyes did not do well. <laughs> um, right. He, he played 16, uh, he played 16 minutes and <laughs> did nothing. And, yeah. Um, they got outscored by 22 when he was out there. So yeah, that's crazy. That hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Over Just... three, one assist, one in turnover, one foul, and that's it. Yeah, and he actually had three different guys follow out. So I'm I'm wondering if this is you know an Ann Arbor thing or if this is a Montpelier thing. I think that's something that we need to figure out. Uh, but that's a lot of fouls. You know, um, Montpelier getting to the line 29 times. And I'm sure some of that, you know, huh? maybe not. Maybe some of it wasn't at the end because they won by so many. But um, even still, it's uh, it's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah. That Ronaldo Reyes line is uh, like straight Tony Snell. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember that yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, graphic where it's like 33 minutes, 0. 0.0 steals, 0, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. yeesh. <laughs> yeah, so um, Kyle looks awesome you know 13 yep. for 26 33 points but
he fouled out too. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when you lose two guys like Allen and Appleby so early and they fall out, really it's really it's a matter of figuring out what what's going on here, you know? And yep. uh, yeah. Yeah, so if if they can stay if they can stay in there, you know, they, he, so Allen was the only positive player um, as far as plus minus on their roster. Right. Um, I think I think if they can, yeah, I you don't want to draw too many conclusions from the first game, uh, right? But it's something it's definitely something to keep an eye on, and I'd love totally. to see Allen play, you know, in the thirty to thirty five minute range. And right. I mean, he would have had probably what twenty. 25 26 points if that happened mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so uh he's got a great class um Allen's Allen's a beast you gotta keep him on the floor and uh yeah so I wouldn't worry too much if I'm in over here yeah yeah can I so sort of like a ph- philosophical question about DTL so you you see Heil he had good numbers overall it was 50 percent from four he was four for 14 from three um, and, you know, he's a guy who's averaged 6.4 threes per game on 40% true shooting. But this is sort of why I, like, and I'm not saying this is why they lost. Because, um, you know, he hits uh, he hits even, like, four more of those and they still lose. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but the, sort of my theory has been that threes are just game to game more unpredictable. Um, whereas, like, uh, you know, taking it to the rim and shooting free throws is a little bit more predictable. And so I like more of that predictability, but your ceiling is often limited, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, I know you're someone who enjoys shooting threes. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Sort of the unpredictability sometimes of these, like, because I, I feel like you have a lot more stinkers of games when you have a guy shooting at sort of 9-9, like Hiles probably said too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like guys to shoot threes. Uh, you know, um, I mean, yeah, sometimes you're going to get games like that, but I don't think Heil missing, what, two, three threes is the reason they Makes lost. Makes a difference. You know, right. not in this yeah. game at least, you know. Right. right. Um, you know, there there is a little bit more predictability, but those are the games you can come back when you're down. Um, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get taking it to the rim, um, and I've done that too. Usually I – make sure someone can prove they can shoot a three before I really let them shoot threes. Uh, right. Just because right. I've had guys where it's like, oh, I think they're going to hit threes and they can't. But this guy's a 40% three-point shooter for his career on 6.4 attempts. I'm not, I'm not right. worried about him whatsoever. Have one bad game. And, yep. you know, th- threes are worth more than two, you know. If, and if I you, would agree. <laughs> and if you can make him at a high clip, you know, I'd say shoot him away. Um, yeah, but you gotta you gotta know your player too. Like I had a guy yeah. a couple of years ago, Richard Sanders. This guy routinely shot thirty six, thirty seven percent three pointers. But ultimately, what happened was he was all over the place. He'd have a game where mm-hmm. he's where he's six for nine from three, and then he'd have a game where he's where he's two for eleven. And it's just like right. I can't. It, I was. And I was winning or losing with him too much that I had to right. take him down to a nine one, and he he ended up finishing on his career pretty good, I would say. 
<laughs> I would say, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think that's a good point. It's just sort of case by case, and I I would be interested. I don't know if Gadfly or someone else has done this, like a study on if you actually turn down threes, do you get to the line more? Anyways, you know what I mean? Because um, I feel like even I say that, and it's sort of like um, just based on like story not necessarily based on actual facts so yeah i think that's case by case too i think there's some players yeah. that just draw more fouls like right i mean right. you look at tyler heil he his freshman year he got to the line 4.6 times a game you know right which is great that's, yeah yeah that's great and it's went down as he shot more threes so maybe there's a little right. something to that but i don't think i mean 4.6 is great whether you shoot zero threes or whether you shoot four threes or eight threes you know um yep yeah, and you'd have to do it over a lot of players and get a lot of data. Ultimately, right. we're 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 going off twenty four games of uh, of data here per right. season, right. and that's just not that's not that much, you know. Um, so that's just my thoughts. <laughs> Sorry if I'm going no, on too much that's... of a rant. <laughs> no, no, no. I asked the question. I liked it. Yeah, I wanted your response. So, yeah, I think you're right. So. Uh, yeah, so the next team we'll look at, we're going to look at Shawnee. So Shawnee, mm-hmm. uh, the Munjacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Munjacks. Okay, they bring in the 54-103 class, replacing the 124-84 class. They lost their senior, John Coleman, um, 6'10", uh, small forward, averaging 15 points a game, um, and efficient shooting. Might have been the best player. I don't know. He's... He's pretty good. Um, yeah, 6'10", small forward. I love that. Yeah, especially when you don't have to give up efficiency when he's playing there. They bring right. in three um, three wings-type players, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. You got Ryan Davis, uh, David Robinson, the Admiral. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then uh, Joseph Vernuti. Is that his name? No. Vin Venturini. Venturini. The pet detective, yeah. 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 Um man, I need to <laughs> if I, I, I should have been quicker on my feet. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I actually expected it. He's a known loser. Her. <laughs> Her. <laughs> That's good. Um Yeah, so Venturini looks like he could be a good wingman slash uh yeah, slash potential point guard with the. Uh, I mean, I know, I know if Cheese was on here, he'd be saying put him at point <laughs> guard because he doesn't score. Right, like right. Cheese like exclusively plays non-scorers at point guard, and <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter if they're like three assists to six turnovers. <laughs> he can't, he can't score, so you better put him at point guard. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 that's his philosophy. Um, right. So. Uh, he didn't do great his first game. Seven assists, five turnovers. Um, right, right. Matthew Moat. I mean, that guy's that guy's a scorer. He's a he's a great scorer. Were you on Moat? Uh, yes, I was. Yeah. So thanks for reminding me. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of rub the rub that salt in the wound and just kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Matthew McDonald is. A, I mean, he's a solid scorer. Uh, so they the first game they played St. Paul and they lost by thirteen. Didn't score enough points. Um, St. Paul really came through with some of their bench players. Uh, their bench actually scored um, thirty two points. Uh, they're eighty two, yeah, which is yeah crazy. But they kind of spread it around. Um, Moat had a good game, but 
ultimately they just missed too many shots to stay in this game and gave up too many offensive rebounds, which they shouldn't be doing with such a tall team. Right, right. Yeah, I think that's good. I, I don't think that they're as going to be as lowly ranked as they came into the year and sort of the hundreds. Yeah. Um, I think they just uh, had a case of playing, you know, the number nine team in the nation. St. Paul's pretty good team. Um, Blue's doing work over there. And so uh, looking for those blue bloods, you know. Um, but, I you know, I like what uh, Verneau's, and just everyone reminder, it's pronounced Verneau. Uh, his sort of approach has been post um, – update to sort of spread the scoring out um yeah i wonder if he's gonna try to put moat back at point guard uh he had a pretty good year at point guard for them last year's six seven guy um and then maybe figure out something else for the small forward position i don't know because they did bring in quite a few wings you know what i mean yeah um yeah and i even wonder if uh uh ver uh, Ventura could play some small forward and put Moat, just switch those mm-hmm. two, you know? Moat seemed to do right. okay there. Um, right. But you also don't want to take too much from one game. St. Paul's a good team. We'll talk about them right. next. Um, right. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, ultimately, especially in 31 when it's hard to find height, like height is going to win a lot more games for you than it's not. And so I think that Shawnee's in a pretty good position. Um, conference 26. Um, it's sort of like the South is really, really good. The North is really tough. And so I, I still, it's hard to know if we see him in the NTT just because, you know, plain view seems to have put things together. Yeah. Austin is really good. Topeka is really good, but I think he's still at least a PTT team. Um, very good team. I just, I also think he's in a pretty tough division as well. Yeah. You know? I mean, they made it last year. I think they can figure it out. Um, yeah. Did they win their – I think they won their conference last year. Um, yep. Uh, they won the regular season and then fin- lost in the championship game in the conference tournament. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, let's look yeah. at St. Paul. The Saints, coached by Coach Blue. Uh, he brought in the 36-54 class, replacing the 122-138 class. So, it's always nice to get rid of some of those seniors. Even though he did have two seniors starting with uh, Hubble and Clemente. Um, mm-hmm. So, but, you know, he brought in some guards and they can all score. Uh, Webb and Ramos mm-hmm. just, they scored, they, they didn't, they shot a lot of threes. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, man, Ramos shot almost nine threes and hit 52 or 42.3%. That's, yeah, that's huge. That's crazy. And, the, and then yeah. Webb shot 7.33. So we'll see if this team, um, they didn't, they only shot normal threes this uh, first game, but they, yeah, but they still got up 14. Um, so it's Ramos and Scott are the two guys that are that started at least the first game, um, mm-hmm. not Webb. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this team looks like it's just deep. Uh, mm-hmm. Top to bottom, we talked about that a little a little bit ago. They're tall. Um, they, got, they got five guys on their team that are 6'9 or taller. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they got their guards. But... Yeah, it really seems like a lot of these players can um, can play multiple positions. And so Blue's been out of the NTT for a while. Um, he hasn't been there in years, it seems like. Uh, but at least, I don't know, I, I'd have to look at history to um, last time he was in the NTT was season 14. So 
and he's went between the RTT and the PTT. But it's re- he's really building something, and this seems like his best team in a while. Yeah, yeah, I I would agree. You know, it's crazy because I'm like, why is he not starting Tylen Watson? Mm-hmm. Uh, he w- he had a really really good year from the bench last year. Um, he was averaging like per thirty two and a half steals and two and a half blocks per game, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty crazy, and would have had one of the higher plus minuses on his team. Um, I mean, already did, but if he had been starting, yeah. Um, but then, I mean, Devin Molas is a really good player. Miles Ricks is a really good player. And so if, if I had this team, I, I mean, I'd probably try to go big. But Blue knows what he's doing because uh, you do risk, like, uh, focusing the offense too much. There are only two guys if you go big. Um, but, I mean, they had a really, really good first game. Um, I think this is a really, really good team and in sort of a, a conference that uh, has been getting better again in, in Conference 14. So, um, yeah, um, I, I think he has a real shot at winning this group. Yeah, we'll find out a lot with that next game against Ann Arbor. He's already got a 13-point win. Um, the rest of the schedule is tough for sure, but, you know, so you got Flagstaff and you got Plainview. Plainview's probably a little overrated, I would say. Mm-hmm. Or, I, Had a really good first game. I don't, I don't know. I, I hate calling them overrated, but until – I've ta- I talked about it on their pa- on the podcast about them. They've had they've had underperforming teams every year, right. you know, right. like right. despite amazing rankings, re- recruiting rankings. So um, they make the NTT from a bad conference, but ultimately, or eh, conference twenty six is getting better for sure. But yeah. ultimately, you know, you you want to see more out of this team. Definitely, definitely, um, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, they're good. We'll see what they can do. Um, mm-hmm. Let's look at the last team, Montpelier, the Peepers. Uh, they brought in the 16-23 class, replacing the 92-75 class. They lose their big man, Kevin Kevon Rose. Uh, mm-hmm. Rose was a perennial first-team all-conference type player. I think he won league freshman of the year, um, his freshman mm-hmm. year, but I don't think they had anybody then. Um, he brings in Ashton Lindley. Looks like the highlighter of the class. Um, you know, two point a good assisted turnover ratio, good rebounder, uh, can score efficiently. Fifty two, thirty nine, seventy, fifty eight percent true shooting percentage. Dante Shaw scored twenty points a game, very efficiently. Sixty point one percent true shooting percentage. So. They just lose their center, um, 6'10", Kevon Rose, and he had some limitations, too. He, he was a bad athlete, and uh, but, you know, he made it work with what he had. This team's kind of fun, you know. They're playing mm-hmm. Sean Lindley their first game. They drew a ton of fouls. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of those were Lindley. He got to the line seven times. Emerson, their senior point guard, is a solid player, too. Um, mm mm-hmm. I'm really excited. I mean, this is a fun group. This team has never made the NTT. This could be the year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I'm in conference six with him, and it's interesting because I think Carnegie is really, really good. Um, I think we're much better than we are, and then Montpelier is really good. And then we also have Erie, who has sort of dominated the conference the last couple of years. And so... Uh, and even Morgantown I, I, had a good first, first or second class. Right, right, yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, he's a very active, we have a lot of really active good coaches, you know what I mean, even at there and Banger and 
um, other places. And so I think it's going to be a tough road for him. I, I still think he does it. I mean, I think that he starts the year potentially at three and over two and one in the PNTT. Um, and then at that point, he's going to have a good enough strength of schedule that even if he doesn't win the conference or a tournament, he should be an at-large bid. Um, so I, I think with this team, it's sort of going to come down to that, that final roster spot, um, whether it's Dante Shaw or he goes back to Suter, um, who started a couple of years, um, who I know is pretty highly ranked, but a poor athlete or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because Shaw definitely had the worst game and was the, uh, one of two guys who was in uh, negative plus minus this first game, um, but it also only played 16 minutes because of fouls. And so it's hard to know what you have there. Um, I wonder if he puts, if he keeps Emerson at point guard and just has sort of like a nine, one non-passing point guard, or if he moves uh, Emerson back to shooting guard and then maybe runs Suter or Shaw from the point guard position, I, I would personally try that, but I love, I mean, Ashton Lindley's awesome and was way under recruited because he was in foul trouble the first couple of games um, as a high school player. And then I think Kellen DeShong is, is awesome and sort of mm-hmm. a, a player that every good team needs. Um, sort of that pass first big who is also a good defender. And so yeah. I I think uh, Russ has a really, really good team here um, and definitely has some potential to make some noise in the PNTT. Yeah, this group's really fun because it is. I feel like there's four really solid teams, but no elite teams. Yep, yep. That Yeah, I would agree. And it's even how I felt about the last group. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that two very similar groups we're talking about here today. Yeah, so um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what they can do. Um, yeah, if they can win this Shawnee group, this this Shawnee game, um, yeah, they got a real chance, you know. Uh, yep. It's always tough, you know. You get that first upset um, over the number one <laughs> seed in the, uh, in the group. And then you got followed up with right. a, with another big matchup. So, yep, yep, yeah, that's the PNTT though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's why we play in this in this tournament. You know, it's not right, right. Yeah, it's not that other tournament. Should we? I won't even. Right. I won't even talk about no, it. No, don't even mention it. Don't even mention it. <laughs> um, cool. So, what do you think is going to happen in this group? Yeah. So I think that this is. This is really tough. I think that Ann Arbor, unfortunately, drops its its second game in the second game uh, against St. Paul. And I I am of the opinion that both St. Paul and Montpelier um, are going to come into – I th- man, am I really going to th- – do I really think this? Are you- I'm wondering if Montpelier comes in 5-0 and mm. in that game against St. Paul and St. Paul comes in 4-1 and mm. um, and drops either the Flagstaff or Plainview game. Um, and then I think that St. Paul would have a chance to win it depending on how big the strength of the, or margin of victory is. But I, I think Montpelier is going to win this group. I think a 16-point win against Ann Arbor puts them sort of ahead of the eight ball. Um, and I think, you know, it only gets easier for from here for them. No, no easy games yeah. for sure. Duluth is a really, really good team. Shawnee is really good. Uh, I don't know much about Billings, but Boise is really good. So. Um, I think it's going to be a tough road, but I, I, I think Montpelier wins it. Wow. So ironic. Is, uh, so the first iteration of this tournament, we, I was putting together the schedule, and Montpelier was actually in the bottom group. Um, right. <laughs> and they were, I think, either the last or the second-to-last team after um, I had to make a switch because an extra team joined. 
Um, right. And, uh, and they, they end up as the last seed. But, you know, you bring in a class. They lose their freshman of the year and, and uh, their, their all-star player. And, you know, now it's like, oh, man, they might have a chance to win this. So You're right, right. I mean, yeah, Shawnee's got, yeah, Shawnee's, uh, yeah, Shawnee's got a good team. Ann Arbor, St. Paul, it's, yeah, but Ann Arbor's schedule is just so tough that I just can't trust right. them. You know, you got, right. you got St. Paul, then Frankfurt, Eugene, Rochester. Um, I don't know if Rochester has an active coach, but uh, they know. No, no. Okay, I, I didn't <laughs> think so. Uh, but. <laughs> That that I mean that's just going to be tough to get them out of there, you know. And my yep. Peelier schedule just lines up for them. Boise's going to be tough, but I think they can beat yep. Billings. I think they can beat Shawnee. Duluth has a solid team. Um, they got they got mm-hmm. some talent, you know, but they haven't made the NTT. I don't know. I'm just really excited for this Montpelier team, just because. Um, yeah, they just look fun. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. So, are you picking Montpelier as well? Should I do a Sam and just say either Montpelier or St. Paul? <laughs> Whoever wins yeah, that game. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I do think that's what's going to yeah. happen. Um, I do too. Uh, I think I'm going to go St. Paul. <laughs> I just talked up okay, Montpelier so much, but, you know, Blue's got a good team. Yeah. You know, and if yeah, both of the coaches have to figure out how can I put this together for the best iteration of my team, you know? And right. yeah. I think, and Blue's got, I think Blue's got the depth. And, uh, yeah, if Montpelier holds on to this foul, this um, drawing a lot of fouls, that's fine for Blue because he's got good depth. Right, right. I would agree. Can I quickly, Kyle, just run through what has happened with Montpelier? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, um, so everyone yeah. knows. Yeah. So my so Montpelier was pretty, the, you know, no active coach on them for a while, pretty bad. Um, and so I talked my friend MJ into playing the game. And so that's who also uncle Mel is. <laughs> and so he joins, um, he's like liking it and whatnot, but then, um, is going to have a baby and is also very into fantasy football. And so it's like, I, I need to step away. I can't do this. And so I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll find another coach to take over. So then my brother, I'm like, Jesse, you try it out. He's like, okay, but I won't my, that's my brother. Uh, he's like, but I'm not gonna like, uh, not Jesse. JKB, but your brother, uh, Jesse. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, all right, I'll try it out, but I won't change my coach name, but I will change the mascot. And so my brother, of course, changes it to something that's slightly inappropriate, but also real. Um, So he changes it to the Montpelier Peepers. And then he, he doesn't make it through a full season is like, "Eh, I don't like this. He finished recruiting for us. So then our friend Russ uh, was in a fantasy football league with us uh, who MJ and my brother and I are also in, so we just have the same pool. Um, and so we're like, Russ, you should try it. He's like, all right, I'll try it, but I'm not going to change the coach name, and I'm not going to change the mascot. And now Russ is in, like, knuckles deep. Like, it can't can't get out. Tried to quit T-League and is an addict like the rest of us. And so um, so now our friend Russ, whose name is not Mel, who I don't know if Russ is an uncle or not, but he's running the Montpelier Peepers, who are named by my brother, Jesse, who's not Coach JKB. <laughs> yeah great story you know yeah yeah yeah. twilight couldn't rifle that (laughs) right right exactly honestly yeah Twilight. still a better love story than twilight (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh man. <laughs> cool. Uh real quick, any who are the players to watch in this group? Yeah. Um I think that Ashton Lindley is gonna carry the day for Montpelier. I think someone uh, else Paul, I really like what him as a player of the group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a different group. <laughs> Like he's not part of this group, but we're gonna watch Ashen. <laughs> but he's good enough that you should watch him in this group too. You should watch him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He has nothing to do with the teams that you guys have, but he's good. Um, I think um, potentially Miles yeah. Rick, Rick's for St. Paul, but they spread it out a lot, so I really like that. Uh, Shawnee, I mean Matthew Moat, I think is the is the stud there, and then you're looking at Ann Arbor. I think Tyler Heil and Jacob Allen sort of that uh two three combo so what do you think yeah i like lewis scott um i like you know i really like reginald appleby um from uh mm-hmm. from ann arbor sure he eats mm-hmm. good in the neighborhood yeah uh obviously the freshman there too you know jacob allen and um and then uh what's his name uh jorge emerson um Mm-hmm. He's a fun player too, uh, Matthew Moat. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's some solid players. Yeah, yep, yeah, I'd agree. Cool. Well, thanks for listening. Um, we rambled a little bit, but we had fun. So, <laughs> yep, that, that's all that matters. And once again, this podcast was a better love yeah. story than Twilight. Yep. No. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, we will um, talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening.